sports fan on ESPN-UP, we welcome you to our latest edition this Tuesday afternoon. Tanner Hoops here and delighted that you're with us as always. Joined in our phone line by Mr. Tyree Smith, the pride of ABC10, and he's kind enough to lend us his time and co-host today. What's up, Tyree? Hey, Tanner, man. Listen, listen, let me tell you. It is lo- it's starting to look beautiful outside. Isn't it? It's, making, it's, start, it's starting to look like summer, and I'm so happy about it, man. So happy. Well, and the latest forecast that I heard says that the uh, the warm front, I don't know if it's going to be a warm front or if it's here to stay, but the weather's going to get nice here in the back half of this week. It's going to be 50s, I think, in a lot of areas, and I, maybe that's not ideal, but it, it's going to feel pretty darn good considering there was mm-hmm. snow on the ground last week. I don't think you understand how upset I was when I saw flurries coming down. I was like, wow. Have you ever seen that before this late in the year? Because I know you're from Florida, but you did go to to college in Wisconsin. Yeah, but we never saw that. (laughs) I did not see that. I was like, wow. Because I graduated um, around this time last year and around that time it was like 80 degrees it's definitely not 80 degrees my friend definitely not <laughs> oh shoot it looks like we're finally going to start to get some summer weather here in the up and we're thankful for it and once again thankful yeah. that you're along this should be a really fun show we have a plan in place from what it sounds like for starting the major league baseball season plus i've got some odds some uh, some vegas odds for both the nfl mvp and who is going to win the Big Ten, and both of those might have some surprises in there. Plus, uh, I have a segment on some movies um, because there's a really interesting opportunity, and uh, and Jason Tatum, of course, I he had a really interesting podcast the other day uh, that I want to break down. All that and more over the course of the next hour here in ESPN-UP. But I tell you what, Tyree, baseball, it looks like, does have a plan to start the 2020 season. Now, the, uh, the the plan was approved by the owners yesterday. Now it's being sent to the Players Association for them to approve it. So this is uh, from Jeff Passan, who does a great job as a baseball insider here at ESPN. And this is what the proposal will call for, that if the players approve this, this will be the basis for the upcoming baseball season. The playoffs will be expanded from 10 to 14 teams and they talked about doing something like that in the offseason anyway so that's going to happen on an experimental basis this year they will play an 82 game season so almost half of their 162 game season teams that are in areas where the state government state and local governments approve them to do so can play at their home ballpark spring training they'll have an abbreviated spring training is going to start next month in june and then the season will start right around July 4th. We'll start playing games. There will be a universal designated hitter, so you're not going to have the pitcher bat. National League teams are going to use the DH. And geographical schedules are going to be implemented. So only teams in their division and then interleague play would be uh, against teams that make geographical sense, like the American League East will play the National League East. The American League Central plays the National League Central and etc and then the rosters will expand from 25 to 30 so man we have a plan in place and i tell you what i don't hate it i don't hate that plan well that i don't hate it i don't hate it it sounds like it sounds like it could be stable it sounds like it could be stable it just sounds like it's going to confuse the public a lot to be honest like like i was i was a little confused too i was like the East is going to play the West. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. It, so, I mean, they have a plan. You, you, you hear me? Like, they have mm-hmm. a plan. You know, they, they worked on something. So, it's something to get the baseball season up and running, which I'm glad they're not completely canceling it. Canceling it. That would be horrible. Um, so, I hmm, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Just it's It sounds like it kind of feels like they're going to rush the season. A little bit, in a way. that I mean, they want to make this happen. It surprises me that baseball is the one who has their plan in place, first and foremost, because basketball is usually the league that is the progressive one, the trendsetter everyone wants to follow. But I get it. You know, they, they've had several athletes get hit and uh, catch this virus itself. So, you know, I get it. Maybe they're a little more cautious, and they might even be pessimistic at this point. But... Hockey 
really hasn't done that either, really hasn't gotten it off the ground. And, yeah, I get it. Maybe there's some international travel things because seven teams are in Canada. Maybe there's that to work through. But, you know, that's going to be another thing, Tyrese. I'm interested to see how this affects the Toronto Blue Jays with this plan going forward. Are they going to be allowed to cross the border and play in Toronto? Like, uh, th those are some logistics that uh, baseball is going to have to figure out. Do they just keep Toronto in the United States for the entire season and have them play in, like, Florida or somewhere? I, that's going to be another thing they got to figure out that I don't know we have the answer to. Yeah, because I don't think you want to have as much travel – um, you know, internationally and stuff like that, you want to try and keep them as domestic as possible. So, you know, may, may, Florida would be nice for them. Florida yeah. would be nice. They'll get out of that, uh, the Toronto cold. Um, so it'll be interesting to see about that, actually, now that you brought that up. I really didn't think about them for a second, but I didn't, um, I don't know how, um, how the virus is affecting Canada at all too much. I don't know how much it's affecting them. Maybe it's, maybe it's less, maybe it's more. Um, but that's definitely going to depend on how their country is doing. It's definitely going to depend on what that team is going to be able to do in terms of, like, sports and leaving and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting. But as long as they have a safe plan that's actually going to be, you know, beneficial um, and not not cause the disease to, or the virus, I apologize, to spread anymore, you know. Well, and I wonder how this will affect that because – uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has become a household name. He's the head of the Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease in this country. And uh, he was on with Peter King of NBC the other night. He was talking specifically to the NFL and their plan to go uh, start their season, hopefully on time. And Fauci says that it, best case scenario for the NFL, in his mind, is that maybe in some areas where the virus is not it is not as hard hit that you could have like a third of the stadium full with fans so that uh, everyone could still be six feet apart. But he's skeptical about the football season starting. He's uh, calling it a perfect way for the virus to spread. And, you know, here's the thing, Tyree. He has become very unpopular with a lot of people because it's like the most American response ever to something. We're two months into this and we're bored with it. So we think that <laughs> we think that the virus should be over because we're bored with it. And people are channeling that the frustration and anger toward Dr. Fauci. I know there's a lot of people with conspiracy theories. People are saying that, you know, we we need to just get Fauci out of the way completely. And I feel for this man, Tyree, because he's got a security detail. Him and his family are getting threats. And, you know, it's his job as a scientist to be as cautious as possible. Now, is that plausible? Is it realistic that we do everything by the book the way Dr. Fauci? You know, if it were up to him, he would probably have us quarantined in our homes and not have anything open or running for a full year or so to keep the virus from spreading. But that's his job mm -hmm. to bring that kind of thought process. As a scientist and someone who studies this, it's his job. And, hey, you know, we don't, that's not realistic for us to take that course of action, but you have to have somebody there proposing that. Nonetheless, he uh, talked about the NFL's chances of starting again this fall. And I don't know, is it realistic that a third of the stadiums could be full here by the fall? But the NFL's got its own plan in and of itself, Tyree, how to restart. And it's kind of interesting that they talk about how the Super Bowl is set for a fixed date in early February in Tampa Bay. And for right. what it sounds like, even if they got to start late with the regular season, that Super Bowl's not moving. That you know, it was interesting. They said if we can't play in Week One, they're going to take that week, uh, their slate of games, and move it behind the last week of the regular season, and essentially make it Week 18. But that means they would have to shorten the playoffs if they go any farther, because you can knock out the Pro Bowl with one week. They would have to shorten the playoffs if you go beyond Week Two, because yeah, that Super Bowl's not moving unless there is a major emergency. It's sticking right there. See, that's the – they just expanded the playoff teams too. So, <laughs> I I don't really – I don't know how that's going to work, how you're going to just shorten the playoff. That, and the thing is, when you look at that, that's probably what's going to happen with the um, – excuse me. Well, that's probably – or um, it's in the um, idea of happening with the NBA shortening the playoffs, which is – 
oh my goodness it's it's really it's it's something that you didn't think you'd see so i mean in terms of the nfl shortening maybe they could shorten the season i i feel like players would like that i feel like players actually somewhat like having a shorter season instead of shortening the playoff chances you know i agree i agree i mean athletes don't don't want to go through that extra wear and tear and have it, you know, they were opposed to the 17 game regular season because, you know, they are having an extra game and putting their body through that rigor. So, on the player aspect, I think you're absolutely right. They'd rather have less regular season games and keep the playoffs intact. But I know the owners and the teams aren't going to like that because only, what, 12 teams right now, it's soon to be 14, make the playoffs. And that means you're yeah, taking this year's 14, and and that means you'd be taking games away at least one or so weeks from all the other teams that didn't make the playoffs and taking away revenue and TV contracts. So I think it's that that you talk about because it's really interesting you bring that up. It's going to be kind of a power struggle between the players and the owners as to what they would have to do if they get in this situation. And that's the that's the other part of it. Like you're you're losing money. They they don't the owners don't want to lose money when it comes to um, when it when they come to these regular season games. They're making thousands, thousands, millions, millions, and they don't want to lose that. That's just how NFL owners are. But well, we, we hope we're not in that situation. Hopefully everything exactly. starts on time exactly. and goes according to plan but i tell you what i am optimistic tyree i mean we we have something to look forward to we're going to have baseball here in less than two months and you know i i am optimistic it's one of those things that if anything you try to sell hope right now because it's a tough time for a lot of people there's a lot of hopelessness and a lot of depression going around so this is kind of a way that you know as long as everything goes according to plan and hopefully nothing goes wrong then you're selling optimism. You're selling hope that, you know, we maybe can get back to normal life by showing them that baseball is starting up again. Or or what or what a new version of normal is going to be, something like that, something to get back to, you know, what we're used to. Because I know when September hits and if sports is not going on, that's going to cause a lot, of, um, a lot of problems in our society. I can already tell. So I'm hoping something – Something, something good. I'm hoping something really good can come in these next two, two, three months. Tyree, I, you sound like you're on speaker. Are you making food again? No, I'm not. Well, well I was making a sandwich. I'm done making. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was making a sandwich. I won't I, even. I lie. know you well enough that I, I kind of have an idea. You, you're always making something during the show. Uh, but I tell you what, working from home myself. Um, I think there have been more shows where I've made food during the show than than I've not made food. I mean, see, <laughs> it's exactly. It's kind of convenient, man. I can cook a pizza from my countertop here while I'm doing that. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, I was broiling hot dogs. So, man, you, we kind of make it work. I I don't eat on the air, but <laughs> listen, I I can't cook food at when I was in the office. So now I have a little opportunity to to mix it up a little bit. So I don't want to drive myself crazy. So I'm 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 working and I'm making food at the same time. It, it, it's fun. It can be fun. Well, you're a multi-talented guy. I mean, you're a good chef, good cook. What 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 are you thinking about? Have you made anything? I I should ask. I, I know you're chicken during draft night, but <laughs> but have you made anything uh, anything exquisite during this quarantine? You're proud of? Oh, exquisite. Oh. I, I made a, I'm, I'm going to call it my, I have two recipes now for Southern mac and cheese. Ooh. I can't say it now. I can't say it because I don't want people to find out my recipe. But I made this fantastic mac and cheese. And Tanner, I'm telling you, I could sell out my apartment and I would make a ton of money. But is I'm that, not going to do that. Is that the same mac and cheese that you had at Thanksgiving? No, new recipe, new recipe. All right, mixing it up now. I'm, I'm t- Tanner. If this, if, if sports doesn't work, I'm telling you, I'm going to culinary school. <laughs> I tell you what, I love mac and cheese, so uh, I might need to work something out with you to get some of that. Yes, sir. Get some Anytime. of that mac and cheese. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, we've got still some news uh, regarding Jason Tatum. Something interesting that he's been up to lately. Plus. 
We've got some betting odds for the Big Ten and the NFL MVP next on ESPN-UP. First Bank's message is simple. We're committed to helping our customers. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President, and it's especially important at this new and different time to know that your loan officer is a phone call away. And while traditional banking has temporarily seen a few changes, drive through banking is open, and the First Bank staff is here to help make life easier for you. When you need us, let us know how we can help. Visit first-bank.com for more information or call 906 228 7300. We are really all in this together. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Now back to the sports pad. Here's Tanner Hoop. Upcoming NFL MVP odds and the Big Ten. Uh, championship odds for the upcoming season. Let's let's start with the Big Ten, Tyree, because this had a few surprises. This list was uh, maybe a little bit surprising to, uh, to some people. Um, Sportsbook USA came out with this list, odds to win the Big Ten football season for what we hope will happen the coming year. And no surprise who's at number one, Ohio State, two out of five odds to, uh, two to five, I should say, to win the Big Ten. I, I don't think that's really a surprise to anybody. 7-1 odds for Penn State and Wisconsin. They both have the second best odds. So, yeah, sure, not much of a surprise there. This is maybe where it starts to get a little interesting. Two teams have 16-1 to one odds, Michigan and Minnesota. Would we ever have seen the day where the Golden Gophers have the same chance at winning the Big Ten as Michigan? Wow. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Michigan is not second. Yeah. Wow. They are getting to that oh. point where you're more optimistic about the Gophers than you are about Michigan. And I, I'm not saying that is a is a knock on Michigan because, you know, they're fine. They're an above-average program, and they're always, you know, right there, if uh, just not able to pull it out. I think it says more about the Gophers and where that program has come here in the last couple of years. Oh, well, you got to watch out. They, they did phenomenal last year, mm-hmm. which I did, not, I did not expect at all. So I kind of – I see where that's coming from. I see where that's coming from. They did beat Penn State last year. They did. I mean, and that was a, a shocker in, on its own. Penn State was ranked four. They were in the college football playoff talk, and then they get knocked out. Well, so I see why they're – I see exactly why they're ranked that way. I'm just surprised that Michigan is not – I want to say higher on that list. I mean, it's always it's always been Ohio State. I I mean, I I, I knew they were going to be one unless somehow some way Harbaugh could pull off an upset. But I just that's just actually really surprising to me. You know, I did not think they would they would put Michigan as far down as they did. Well, again, I I think that you know because you could persuade me to tell me that Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin all have a better shot at winning the conference in Michigan, but put Michigan on the same tier as Minnesota, I think that's more of a testament to where the Gophers are rather than to where Michigan is, uh, because keep in mind, their bowl uh, victory last year, I think it was the Outback Bowl, they took down Auburn. I mean, they they were a really darn good football team last year. 11 wins, one of their best seasons ever, and uh, I, I don't know what to expect from them this year if they're going to keep it going, because I know that they lost a few guys on that superlative defense. Uh, but, man, the Gophers, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about football this fall in the Twin Cities. I know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. It's, um, I, I Honestly, I root for the underdog a lot. I, I, I don't know why. I think that's just a, a, thing, a thing that a lot of people do, just root for the underdog. And I like Penn State a lot. I like Penn State a lot. I like Michigan. But if Minnesota could somehow – Come from the bottom all the way to the top. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I I know you're I know you're from from uh, Minnesota and stuff, but or Iowa actually. Mm-hmm. It's Iowa. I apologize. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'm but not a Hawkeye you're, fan. You're a though. Minnesota. You're a Minnesota Twins fan though. So. I'm, I'm more of a Gopher fan than a Hawkeye fan. Being from Iowa anyway. Okay. Well, there, well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> So I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't be mad to see Minnesota take it, uh, take it the whole way this year. Well, I tell you what, the team with the six best odds in the Big Ten, it continues to raise some eyebrows. These odds, of course, come from Sportsbook USA. 
Nebraska um, at 30 to 1. Another year of Nebraska getting preseason hype that I don't think they're going to live up to. Yeah, it's always been since since um Scott, since Scott Frost went over there, everybody thought it was going to be phenomenal and it just hasn't it hasn't been what we thought it was going to be. I think he should have I think he should have stayed at UCF personally. But yeah, I think he should have stayed there, but I don't I don't know. I don't I I my uncle actually coaches at Nebraska, so I hope he doesn't hear this. Um <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this. I don't know if they're gonna live up to the hype, but the tight end position—that's what he coaches. They're gonna be they're gonna be phenomenal. They're gonna be phenomenal. Well, but you know, I don't I don't root against Nebraska. I just don't have a lot of reason to think that it's gonna be much different than last year. Ranked in the top twenty-five to start the year, and then had a very uninspiring uh, opening victory against South Alabama, and it just went downhill from there. Especially getting just throttled on national television when game day was there for the Ohio State game. It, yeah, it just wasn't. Oh man, they just couldn't handle the hype, and that's not to say that they can. They can probably do it this year. Who knows? But I don't know. I I don't know. Well, I don't know I, how I feel about it yet. I, I want them what. to do well. Though. A little bit farther on down this list, I was at fifty to one odds, and then this might make a few of our listeners maybe a little upset. Indiana, a school that's not known as a football school, they've generally been more of a basketball school. 80 to 1 odds, which is better than Michigan State, who comes in at 100 to 1. Wow. Hmm. Not a better lot of optimism for the State. Mel Tucker debut. I was going to say, they just got Mel Tucker. Well, Mel has been, he's been very un, an uncommitted coach when yeah. it comes to where he where he's actually going to be in a season. So I, I, I see why. I see why. But come on, man. Really? He is very well-traveled, I'll say that. Michigan State mm -hmm. has the same odds to win the Big Ten as Northwestern and Purdue, according to Sportsbook USA. Illinois and Maryland have 300-to-1 odds, and then Rutgers is in dead last at 1,000-to-1. Illinois, that far down? I, I thought they, they gave a lot of reason to be optimistic after last year. I thought Levy Smith was doing a really nice job there and that they had another step forward they could take. I'm... Um, Listen, Lovey is Lovey's a good coach. Yeah, I don't is. know. I don't know. I don't know why people aren't aren't like a little higher on Illinois. They produce some good talent too. So I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I can't believe they're all the way at the bottom. Rutgers, eh? Yeah. I kind of could believe. I don't have a problem but, with them. No, no, not really. No, but. Illinois, wow, they do not believe in Lovey Smith, I see. Well, I, I would have put them much higher on this list. It surprises me that Indiana is ahead of them. And, well, frankly, it surprised me Indiana is ahead of Michigan State and that Nebraska is ahead of all those schools. Cause and that just makes no sense to me. But you know what? Good thing I don't make these lists so nobody can get mad at me. I do like the top three here. I think they're in the correct order, Ohio State and then give or take Wisconsin or Penn State, who you think would have the next best shot. I am okay with that, uh, but then you have mm -hmm. Michigan and Minnesota, and I, I'm not saying I'm not okay with that. It's just it's kind of surprising. Who would have ever thought we'd see the day where the Gophers are on that tier? They're in the upper echelon of the Big Ten, and they're a nationally relevant college football team, but then – Nebraska, I don't see them finishing that high. Iowa, I think we'll probably beat them and probably should be a little bit higher. And then uh, Indiana, I still feel is a little overrated. Um, but then schools like Penn State, uh, Illinois, I should say, and maybe Michigan State are underrated, it feels like, on this list. Yeah, that's why, yeah. It, I Actually, I like James Frank. I, I like him a lot. I yeah. think he's a great coach. I think he can he, – he's been fighting ever since – what was it? The year um, they they uh, they played USC to come back and get to the college football playoffs and do something with it. I think this could be the year that they do it. It's I, tough, but I think they can do it. I tell you what, that list again from uh, from Sportsbook USA, Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you, and let's go to a few other odds. And these come to us from BR Betting. And they are for the 2020 NFL MVP. This is a fresh list, just came out the other day. And the overwhelming favorite to win his second MVP in three years, and he's going off at plus 400 odds, is Patrick Mahomes. And, and I, I tell you what, Tyree, the top two should not be a surprise because right after him 
is reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson. He's at 650 plus, which means you know you'd have to bet $100 to win 650 if mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is, of course, the winner. Uh, so Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are far and away the top two favorites, according to BR Betting and Caesar Sportsbook, to win what would be for each their second MVP in three years. And it's hard to argue. It's hard to say there's anybody else who would challenge them. You know, I, I had this conversation with uh, Michael, and I'm still – why is Michael Thomas not more in the talk? Mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get why receivers or don't get the credit that they deserve. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I mean, he, he literally had a, almost a once-in-a-lifetime type of season last year, and he was in these really – and he he was like what was it third mm, or, or he was third yeah third or fourth in MVP voting. It makes no sense to me how excuse me how somebody so dominant in a position that's actually pretty needed doesn't get MVP talk like that. Uh, yeah, and I, I, and Calvin Johnson, remember when he had that phenomenal year mm-hmm. and he did not win MVP? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And, yeah, okay, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, Drew Brees is going to have something to say about that. <laughs> but is the best quarterback in the league right now. And then Lamar, you know, is coming off an MVP season. I get it. I get it. That's fine. But I hope that they look at some of the other stars this season and be like, maybe, maybe we need to get this MVP voting a little more, get a little more complex and try and let, somebody else win it yeah you know I, I do believe that cake guard mike is the top wide receiver in football and if he can put together a, a season like he had last year or even you know he's had a few seasons throughout his career where he should have been at least considered more uh it's starting to become like a heisman trophy in the sense that it's going to be a quarterback or a running back hey, and it's getting so annoying mike mike literally from 2016 uh, he, he's he's always had over 1100 yards always had over 1,100 yards, and it, it, it keeps going up every year. And I'm like, okay, you're just going to get to, like, 2,000 next year, right? And I, and I feel like even if he gets to 2,000 next year, they're still not going to get it to him. They're going to get it to Patty Mahomes. But but I also think it's it, it comes down to who's, like, playoffs and Super Bowls and stuff like that in some way. And if they – if somehow the Saints can, uh, you know, not choke – Please, please don't choke. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe they could get something. Maybe, maybe Mike Thomas could get MVP or Drew Brees. Drew Brees could get his first MVP. Yep. Is he on that list at all? He is on this list, but he's not as high as you would like. Uh, let's go through the list a little bit more. The actually every uh, player on this list, and it's the top ten, is a quarterback. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's go to number three on this list. Dak Probably Prescott, Russell. he is at 900 odds, 900 plus, followed Above by Russell Wilson. Followed by Russell Wilson at 1,200. Wow. Dak Prescott at number three, that might be the first eye opener. I have not. Wow. <laughs> I have not heard MVP talk for Dak Prescott <laughs> at all. Okay, interesting. Dak at number Where's three, followed by Russ at number four. Number five at plus 1,600 odds, Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Uh, no. That's another eyebrow raiser, and so is this one at sixteen hundred uh, plus sixteen hundred. You do know who it is. Is is it Tua? It is not Tua. It's actually Kyler Murray. Oh, I like Kyler. <laughs> All right. Do you okay. like it that he has the same odds as Tom Brady to win the MVP? That he's in the top five. Kyler got some skill. He man. does. Kyler. He does, and now he's got. DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And now Kenyon Drake is going to get a full offseason in that, in that, um, what's in Cliff Kingsbury offense. And you saw what he can do mm-hmm. as, of course, the later the season. Guy, guy can run the ball. So I'm, I'm, that's going to be a good offense. I, um, I was talking to Michael, and we believe that the Cardinals are actually going to make playoffs this year. All right. All right. That division is going to be so much fun to see how that pans out. The next mm-hmm. best odds to win the MVP at plus. 2000 Drew Brees 
Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. I understand. He's a little old, but you think Tom Brady's going to win it before him? All right. That's wild. The odds have Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott both ahead of him as well. That is there, there's no basis behind that. Just because just cause Dak got C.D. Lamb and now Kyler has DeAndre Hopkins, they're boosting him up. And now Tom Brady has Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin and Rob back. Like, we saw how Tom Brady played last year, right? Uh-huh. We're, we're not. We saw how he played. Yep. Didn't play too well. Did not play too well. No. Kyler Murray did play very well. One, one Run rookie of the year. I get it. I get it. Probably should have went to Josh Jacobs, but he still won it, you know. Um, Dak Prescott, we're still trying to figure out his contract, and we're talking about he got MVP odds. Okay, that's wild. The third that's best, wild. the third best MVP odds according to Caesars. Uh, rounding out this list, Aaron Rodgers comes in at plus twenty five hundred, and then Deshaun Watson plus twenty eight hundred. Somebody needs to. <laughs> Somebody needs to talk to this guy. Watson should not be that low on this list. Are you with me? Not at all. Not at all. He should not be that low. I think he should be higher than Aaron Rodgers, personally. Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers' offense got better. No, no, they didn't. They I, really I, didn't. I think, I think the run game got a tad bit better with A.J. Dillon, because I like A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. I think he brings that, that old-school old running back style that can fit with a rugged offensive, a rugged Packers offensive line. And that old, that old Vince Lombardi flow, just running the ball, running the ball down your throat, that can work. That can work. So the uh, the run game got a little bit better. All right. And, but, and I get it. You can make the case Houston didn't get better in offense by uh, cutting ties with DeAndre uh, Hopkins. I don't know if that factored into it. Maybe that's kind of what they're betting against DeAndre uh, Deshaun Watson on is the fact he doesn't have that kind of a weapon anymore there was kind of a surprise nominee though Tyree and you know I guess we had a few of them up there already but this is from a different sports book and at 100 to 1 odds Drew Locke to win the MVP we're done with this conversation (laughs) what Drew Locke is in the conversation more than Michael Thomas I I know that's (laughs) because he they drafted two rookie receivers that's why. Okay, I get it. They got Melvin Gordon. He's a touchdown machine. That's fine. That has nothing to do with Drew Locke, though. But that, oh, my goodness. He can turn Drew around Locke? and hand the ball off better than Michael Thomas. Oh, my goodness. I guarantee half the people, um, mo- most of the people, actually, I guarantee all of the people listening to this um, broadcast today don't even know what college Drew Locke went to. That's how irrelevant he is. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That's wild. Went to wow. Mizzou. He did. He went to Missouri. And and you know who also went to Missouri who was behind him? Kelly Bryant. Do you remember Kelly Bryant? I do remember Kelly Bryant. I didn't realize that's where he ended up. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, he, he was there last year. Um, he took over the starting job when Drew Locke went, mm-hmm. when Drew Locke left. But that's, that, yeah, I just felt like mentioning that because I like Kelly. He's kind of good. Um, that's just, wow. Wow. They have that much. Confidence in Drew Locke. Wow. I tell you what, Tanner Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our next time out. When we come back, we have a little Jason Tatum to talk about. We might venture into our had a content question of the day file next on ESPN UP. Here's Tom from Donkers in the Delft. Actually, we're going to fire up relatively soon, I hope, and have some takeout. We're going to definitely start out with the takeout and the uh, curbside stuff. We can't wait to do that. I know everybody's waiting for the poutine and the uh, Donkers mac and cheese, and we can't wait to mix that all together. And Shane's downstairs making chocolate. We're working hard on making a lot of sea salt caramels and uh, really getting excited to have everybody come by the door or come inside the door. We're going to make sure everybody's safe and sound. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. Season 
And finally, an Australian woman gave her mother a, lo a lottery ticket for Mother's Day. The ticket was a winner, and she came away with $30,000. How about that? A lottery ticket for Mother's Day that turns out to be a $30,000 winner. That, that, hey, that's a lot of money in my book. I'll take that. Hey, in anybody's book, it should be a lot of money. So I tell you what, uh, good gift for Mother's Day. Another Foster interesting somebody, but it's definitely to me. I tell you what, another uh, part of that update, Northern Michigan Hockey did finalize their schedule today. They had just an open date, a uh, non-conference road trip, October 3rd and 4th to open the season. And uh, Ryan Stieg, mm -hmm. as their beat writer, was on last week. He said it's probably going to be one of the Big Ten teams, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State. And it was indeed the Badgers. So uh, that could be kind of a fun oh, one, Tyree. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, heading down to Madison to see that one. I do know that you need to bring, uh, bring binoculars if you're doing anything from press row at the Cole Center because that is very much a bird's eye view. And, uh, you know, I've, conversations I've had with uh, with Darren Pritchett, who does the radio for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish hockey team, you mm -hmm. need binoculars for that one because you are way up there in the rafters. Yeah, we're, I think that I, I kind of was hoping it would be the Badgers. So I, th I think we need to make a trip down to Madison. I'm, um, I'm for it. Start. I'm here for it. Trip down to Madison to watch Northern Michigan open the 2020-2021 season. I tell you what, uh, this is interesting, Tyree, because Jason Tatum, the phenom for the Boston Celtics, has been outstanding his first three years in the league. And then as, as a Celtics fan, I really enjoy watching him play. And I'm I don't. Happy. Yeah, I know you don't, but I'm happy that he's on my team and, uh, and that he's been doing what he's been doing. Uh, but he is a big fan of rap music. And I tell you what, he went on a podcast in the Boston area the other day and he listed his top five rappers. And I tell you what, if you're a fan of rap, I trust Jason Tatum has put together a pretty good playlist for you. His number one rapper, his favorite rapper is Jay-Z. Number two. I'm and number two is Drake. Wow. Does it surprise you Jason Tatum is Draken? That he likes to Drake? I'm not I'm not surprised that he likes Drake. I'm surprised he has him at number two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I get Jay Z being number one, but wow, okay. Drake at number two on Jason Tatum's list of top five rappers. Number three, Lil Wayne. Number four, I like okay. this one. A throwback, Biggie Smalls. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. It, it's either a lot of people like either Tupac or Biggie, but okay, okay, okay. And then rounding out Jason Tatum's top five, this is a little bit less of a throwback, Nelly. Nelly. Nelly, how about that? Nelly. Okay. Um, huh. Interesting. It, it, it's one of those lists that you're kind of like, hmm. Like, you know, it just kind of makes you say, like, you don't know necessarily what to do with it, but it's not necessarily the answers that you were expecting Jason Tatum to give. No, you see, I can, I'm good on I'm, I'm good on three of those five answers. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Biggie. I'll give them that. But the Drake is not better than Biggie, <laughs> and Nelly is not top five rappers of all time. Is he probably top 20? Yeah, we can make that discussion. Definitely, definitely. But that's mm, – I'm a big Eminem fan. Big okay. Eminem guy. Right. That's my number one rapper of all time. So that's a uh, – I don't know. I don't like that. I, three out of the five are fine. Three out of the five are fine. Later on in the podcast, he was asked, what rapper would he want most to drop his name in a song? So you hear, you know, songs come out and they've got famous athletes or celebrities and they use them as lyrics. So Jason Tatum was asked if any rapper was to use the name Jason Tatum in their song, who would you want that most? Who would you want that most to be? What rapper do you want to name drop you in one of their songs? His answer was interesting because uh, he went with Lil Wayne or Yo Gotti and that he wants it on a mixtape. Um, that's very specific. Yeah. So he knows what he wants. He knows what he wants. He knows I what give he credit. Wants. I'm surprised that his name has actually has not been named. It, yeah, yet. he's one of those guys that he'd be perfect for it. Uh huh. That's why. Interesting. Huh. Little Wayne or Yo Gotti? You yeah. want Yo Gotti to drop your name? Wow. <laughs> okay. I was a little surprised by by that by that part of it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't say I want my name my name to be name dropped by Drake. 
because everybody listens to Drake. <laughs> and, and Drake would make it sound real good. You um, just went on saying how he shouldn't be a top two rapper in Tatum's book. He isn't, but everybody, he, but I, I bet Jason Tatum's reason is because literally every song Drake drops is a major hit. Then how's major. he not top two? Because his lyrics are not top two <laughs> lyrics. No. Yes, okay, we're talking about hit makers. All right, he's probably number one, to be honest. He's probably the number one hit maker of all time. That's fine. But, like, lyrics, like, like pure rap, straight lyrics? No. No. Not at all. What, Not at all. What's your favorite uh, Drake song, Tyree? Uh, favorite Drake song? That's tough. You put me on the spot, Tanner. <laughs> oh, man. It's, um, it may be, um, I think, um, Hyper. I think mm. it's called Hyper. I can't say the full, the, the, the words that it actually means on air. <laughs> so we're just going to say Hyper featuring Lil Wayne. Right. That might be my favorite Drake song of all time. I know every single word in that song. So that's probably. All right, so so you kind of answered the question I was going to ask you. If you had your opportunity and a rapper was going to drop Tyree Smith in one of their songs, would, would it be Drake? Is that what you said? Oh, it will it, it would definitely have to be Drake. I'm actually going to um, at him on Twitter, see if he can uh, name drop me, the, <laughs> the, the sports guy in the UP, see if he can name drop me. That is uh, from Jason Tatum. He was on a podcast in the Boston area earlier this week talking about rap and some of his interests as it pertains to that let's visit our head of content here formerly known as a head of content before we hit the break and we'll bring in let's see okay here's a fun one tyree ballpark mm -hmm. food one has to go popcorn hot dogs mm -hmm. peanuts or cotton candy you can only keep three which one do you leave out i'm taking out cotton candy are you yeah i'm not i'm i'm uh i like sweets in a way, like on very special occasions, not that sweet though. I'm good on that. You can take the cotton candy. For me, I You're think I'd, I'd give peanuts. I just, I don't eat peanuts. Really? Yeah, I don't eat peanuts. I was allergic to peanuts when I was a kid, and I've grown out of that. But I just, I don't eat peanuts. Really? Like roasted peanuts? Ever heard of boiled peanuts? I've Stuff heard like of them. I don't, I don't eat them. Wow. Tanner, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> wow. All right. Peanuts? Oh, man. You can't get rid of peanuts. That's that's literally people that will come to the games just for peanuts sometimes. They're just that good. Come on, Tanner. Big come peanut on. guy. Tyree's a big peanut guy. I like peanuts. Just can't eat them in the office because Michael's allergic. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, that We went through that question pretty darn quick, so let's keep digging in here a little bit. Uh if you could permanently bring back one throwback uniform, whose would you choose? Oh, I remember we had this. We did. Oh, we talked about this before. Oh, man. I'm out of throwback ideas. Oh, snap. Um, oh, Who would man. take with your throwback? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of this by sport, Tyree. I'm trying to think about sport by sport some of the teams that i would like to see them bring back. i mean the the hartford whalers still to me just had the best logo and color scheme and i i would love to see those sweaters come back except they don't exist anymore now they're in carolina is the hurricane so they couldn't really do it but uh you know and i guess they wear them as throwbacks every once in a while but man those were just some of the greatest uniforms um Arizona Coyotes, I think, deserves some mention for their their old style uniforms they wore back in the '90s. Those need to come back permanently. They could be a an answer for this list. Maybe. Oh man. I mean, we we did say before, didn't we? We did say that the Toronto Raptors, the Dino jerseys, would be up there. Right. Right. Okay. I'm gonna say this. It's probably not. It probably. It probably won't work because the team is not there anymore, but the Seattle Sonics. Ooh, good pick. Good answer. 
Yeah, that I like those. I like those those green jerseys. Those were nice. So I'm going with Seattle Sonics. All right. Even even though they're not a team anymore, still going Seattle. If you could cop one of those, what player would you pick? Like Sean Kemp, Gary the Glove. Uh, oh, you got to put me on the spot again. <laughs> uh, uh, you could get a Kevin Durant one. I think, honestly, I was going to say Kevin Durant yeah. in my head. An old wrong. Kevin Durant jersey. Oh, yeah. Never mind. We're going We're going Kevin Durant. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, shoot. I think about some of the throwback uniforms. And, you know, in the NBA, Tyree, it was the 90s. Those were the uniforms that need to come back. Um, back in the nineties, man, those were, those were the day that was the high, the highlight, the, uh, the, what am I looking for? The high point. I don't know if that was, it, that was the golden age for NBA there we go. Okay. jerseys. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, why did they not have their pinstripes anymore? Like when Reggie Miller was there, why would they ever go away from that? They, they wanted to, they wanted to switch it up for some reason, but I don't, I kind of, I, I kind of like those. I like also, I like the, um. Ooh, excuse me, the box old uniforms. Oh yeah, when they were purple. Exactly. All right. Purple, I love purple. Yeah, I, it's not okay. my favorite color, but I love purple. So right. that could be a nice one. That definitely could be a nice one. There is a uh, one team that absolutely needs to go. Just like the Pacers, they absolutely look better in pinstripes and need to go back to it. The Magic when Shaq was there, the black uniforms with the the blue numerals and the pinstripes. That was it. That's see, Tanner, you're a smart man. You're you're a smart man. <laughs> I don't it's hear that big... enough. Thank you, Tyree. <laughs> Tanner's a smart man, folks. I don't know why you guys are not telling him this. It's true. It's very true. I tell oh, you what. Uh, we are coming up on our last break, so we'll take that now. We have a unique opportunity that I don't know if it's sports related. There might be a few in here that relate to sports, but there's a unique opportunity I, I do have to share with you next on ESPN UP. Since before the Mighty Mac was built, Embers has been here for the Youpers that have made this community what it is. In these challenging times, we want to say thank you to the selfless men and women that show what it means to be Youper strong. And even as we adapt, we will never stop living it up. You've been here for us, and we are here for you. We are never more than a call, click, or tap away. We're Embers Credit Union. We will get through this together. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. Or get our free mobile app from the Apple Live Store or Google Play. Tanner Hoop's joined by Tyree Smith and delighted that you're along as always. I tell you what, we've been having some fun here on ESPN UP. We've been talking a little rap, we've been talking a little. Uh, throwback jersey, what have you. This is mm -hmm. something that I saw was a just a unique opportunity that it may not even be football or sports related, but uh, this is this is kind of fascinating, Tyree. We are, mm -hmm. of course, finding ways to stay entertained. We are struggling sometimes as a human race, and you know it seems like here in America, especially, we we just get bored of things. So uh, the pandemic needs to be over. Um, but then watch a lot of movies is part of that. Um, are you? What are you doing right now, Tyree? You like binging anything? Are you binge watching something? Oh man, you should not have asked me that because I got a lot. I am currently <laughs> so I'm watching. I'm on the third season of Money Heist. I'm watching that, and then I'm also watching um, Breaking Bad. I'm also watching season ten of Shameless, and I'm watching anime called Death Note. So I'm watching a lot right now. And I'm playing Resident Evil uh, 3 Remake. So I'm pretty entertained at all. <laughs> you found something that it sounds like is keeping you pretty darn satisfied, happy with what's going on. So you know, I'm glad you're staying busy. What have? Are you rewatching anything? Are you going back watching like series you've already seen? Are we at that point yet? No, 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 no. I was I I was rewatching Teen Wolf, an old show. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Um, it was like when we were in high school. I remember it. I just uh, never watched it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm watching. I'm watching that right now. And it was 
it was it, it was going well and everything, but I was just like, wait a minute, I got a whole bunch of other stuff I need to watch. <laughs> I started watching everything else. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a good time then for this opportunity because Spruce is a company that is offering somebody one thousand dollars to watch ten movies, ten movies that are dog centric. They are paying you to watch movies about dogs, and we're in the quarantine right now, and honestly, that is a pretty darn good gig for whoever lands it. Um, I gotta, uh, I gotta watch ten movies about dogs? Yep. Huh. Um, I think that's possible, right? I, I could do it. Uh, the movies, it says, include 101 Dalmatians, Snow Dogs, and The Shaggy Dog. All right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Honestly, I could do it if I if I didn't have to work for give me give me two days off of work. Give me two days, <laughs> and and I'll definitely get it done. Um, if you know you know I don't. I feel like I'm gonna get so bored. Is it like a quiz to this? Do I have to give them a quiz it, after? It does not specify, but I assume that you're gonna have to retain some of it because they are paying you probably because they want your input. It's probably going to be like a survey. Yeah, I need two days. I've got, need the, link. I've got the link where you can apply, but uh, this isn't the first time that somebody's done something like this. Back in March, do you remember, there was a different company that was going to pay somebody $1,000 to watch The Office for 15 hours straight. I don't see a problem with that one. Do you, do you watch There's The Office? I love The Office. I love it. I can easily out. If that, how much was it? Fifteen hundred. Uh, fifteen hours for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I sit there, have, have some, um, have some uh, peanuts or something. Boom, boom, boom. We'd get through it easily. We'd get. Oh man, that's fantastic. I'll do that. I have never watched The Office, Tyree. Excuse me. I've never seen The Office. <laughs> This has been a great show, Tanner. Um, <laughs> we, wow. I'm wow. more of a We're friends guy. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he said friends. Their reunion's not even it, it's postponed right now, mm-hmm. aren't you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm not a diehard for friends. I just, I prefer it to the office. Wow. Wow. We got to talk. I'm at the We're point gonna, where I'm, I am. I'm gonna make you watch. I am rewatching old shows that I've binged. I'm doing it again now. What you're rewatching? Oh yeah. my! Like, I got I got a pretty nice setup here, Tyree. I've got my TV for you know uh, TV out here in the living room, and then I've got my TV hooked up to the Xbox in the bedroom. So when I want to watch something, but I also want to play video games, I just have the iPad on in the background. I set my iPad. Mm-hmm right next to the screen, so I can glance at it if I need to. It is like, it is a perfect setup. Hey, you're making the best out of quarantines, too, it sounds. Okay, I like that. That works. Still don't, I'm not, not too, uh, not too hyped on you and this Friends thing, but, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna... diehard about it. Like, I haven't watched it, and I don't know how long. I just, I prefer it to The Office. That's. Have you have you watched like of any episodes of The Office? I tried. Like, I, I I cannot stand how they just talk to the camera. How they just cut away and talk to the camera and it just I I can't do that. I can't stand that. Oh my goodness, Tanner! Come on, man. You gotta. Oh my goodness. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna fix this. We're gonna fix this. This is something that needs to be fixed. Uh, well, going back to that uh, dog movie entrepreneurship, I guess, if you want to call it. Spruce is offering somebody $1,000 to watch 10 dog movies, which, again, I could do. I mean, what does that factor out to, Tyree? Is that, like, $100 a movie? I think is that's that, right. Yeah, 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 that is. That's yeah. about $100 a movie. Uh, shoot. That's a, that's, a, that's about a few payments on my car. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> what did you, now, what I'm is, not a big fan of dog movies. Except Dalmatians, but I'll do it. Well, that's the other thing is I'm not necessarily a dog movie person either. I don't really care for movies where dogs can talk. Like, that kind of gets too, too, I don't know, off the grid for me. Unless it's like an animated dog, then sure. But 
But I guess Airbud is like the only one that is permissible then in that sense. Airbud, I, oh, I, or at least I did watch those. I haven't watched those in quite a while. Maybe I wouldn't like them anymore. But yeah, I, I think I could get through it. The Shaggy Dog, I thought was pretty good. I thought it was a fairly well done movie that fit the parameters. But mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, dog centered movies. I don't know. Is it Scooby Doo I mean... would be considered dog centered? Oh. Oh, is Scooby-Doo on the list? I don't know. I only got those three. It was a partial list. Oh, man. If Scooby-Doo is on the list, oh, we're good to go. We're good to go. <laughs> you got to love Scooby-Doo. Listen, man, Scooby-Doo is fantastic. A classic. There's no way that you would not be able to watch that. I'd have to. I'd have to. Are you talking about the animated Scooby-Doo or the one where they try to do the live action? They did two of those. Oh, both. 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 All right. Both. We can get both of them. Come on, Tanner. you got to be versatile with it. Definitely would do both. What is your favorite Scooby-Doo movie? If you're recommending one to me, what one would you pick? Can I give you two? Yeah. All right. We're going to do the Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. That's the second live-action one. Okay. That that was phenomenal. Oh, man. That was phenomenal. That's the one where Scrappy-Doo became evil. No, that was the first one. That was the first one, okay. So you did see it. Oh, yeah, I've seen these all before. Okay, okay, that's good, okay. Now, if you need uh, a, um, what's it called, an animated one, it's Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase? Yeah. Okay, all right. I have that not seen one? that in years. But you, but you did see it before. I did. I don't know if I remember it, honestly. I know which one Man. you're talking about. Like, I can picture the monster, but I, I think when I was growing up, I was more of a zombie island guy. Uh, okay. That's – everyone liked that, actually. That's it was actually a good one. Not, right. It was a good one. It was a good one. Zombie island, all right. But it, it didn't – you know, actually, okay. I can give you zombie island. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let that one slide. But it's not better than Cyber Chase. Not at all. You think oh, about, my goodness. If you Cyber think about Chase. that Zombie Island movie, though, that was honestly terrifying. Like, I had nightmares when I watched that when I was a kid. Or, like, I was scared. Like, zombies were going to come up from my bedroom floor like they came out of the swamp. Like, there was – now that I can look back on it, at, you know, a few years older knowing what I know now, that – is kind of freaky. I'm like, how did this possibly pass as a kids movie other than it being animated, other than Scooby-Doo being a part of it? Like, that's a movie that is pretty adult stuff as far as horror goes. Well, yeah, yeah that's why you got to think of it like, that's why you had, I didn't really, I didn't really think too much of it when I was younger. I was a little freaked out, mm-hmm. a, a little freaked out, but I didn't really think too much of it. Now that I look back at it, yeah, it was a little scary. It was a little scary. <laughs> I tell but you it was memorable. Oh, shoot. We, uh, we could go on and on about that, about dog movies. And I tell you what, that is uh, <laughs> that opportunity is out there. If you want to apply with Spruce, they will pay you to watch movies about dogs. Uh, with that, yes. though, we are coming up on the end of the show, man. It's always good talking to you. I always appreciate having you on. And I know that you're staying busy at home. What are you doing at the office? What's ABC 10 got going on? Oh man, we're 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 finding ways to continue to make sports interesting. Um, today we're actually airing a package about our predictions for the Lions and Packers, and uh, it's kind of interesting. I'll say that it's it's not what you would think. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When you see my predictions, they are not what you think, <laughs> or they they're, they would they're not what you think they would be. They're definitely different. Well, you and Michael tend to go outside the box a little bit. <laughs> that's how we do it that's how we make our money man you okay. gotta have hot takes <laughs> so is that gonna be on tonight's uh tonight's episode tonight's broadcast yep it's gonna be on all four 5 36 um 10 o'clock on the cw and then 11 back on abc 10 all right well i'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. hey your team of the year bracket i know michael was really excited about that but uh that ended up finishing out last week how'd that go yeah, um, Mutasine Cheer won it all. They Good have enough. a fantastic fan base, and it was Mutasine versus Mutasine. And, and I honestly, I did not see that coming. I thought um, it was actually going to be um, um, Iron Mountain Boys football or Iron Mountain Boys basketball, maybe against Pickford football, who won the state championship. So it's it's de- it was definitely interesting. I did not see that coming, but I'm I'm happy the way it turned out. It turned out great. I tell you what, that was fun to be able to 
watch and uh, follow how it progressed. And I know I don't want to cut over time here, but um, Michael was he, – he didn't like it that there were two fan bases. He felt like he was – you know, they were against each other in the championship. He felt like he was pitting brother against brother. I told him that's what you should have done. You should have marketed it as just a bloodbath and go into war. And, uh, <laughs> the ratings would have been would have been perfect. See, Tanner, you can't always do that. Come on. <laughs> it's ratings. Oh, it is ratings, but it was it, it it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, I know who I rather would have saw, but I'm happy the way that it turned out still. Well, I appreciate uh, you being on again, and we'll look forward to uh, talking again next week and seeing how your predictions go tonight on ABC 10. Awesome, awesome. It's going to be interesting. I promise you're, you're going to be a little shocked. Check those out on ABC 10. Again, all four of their broadcast on both 10 and CW. That's it for us here at ESPN-UP. I'm back on tomorrow, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. It's my hope you join me. Until then, for Tyree Smith, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.